your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another third period outburst leads VGK to a 5-2 win over the Yotes. Mark Stone was very special in this win. Michael Amadio could have found a home for now on the top line, and everyone is using Chris Golick's term, snake-bitten, in the VGK locker room. Today's broadcast brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Good morning, Chris. In the past two games against Arizona at the Fortress this season, VGK has exploded in that third period, outscoring the Coyotes 7-2. to two. This team is absolute garbage. They're awful. Uh, Arizona versus Chicago could go the full seven games. Uh, just no one would want to win. 4-1 uh, to one last night in the third period of play. 5-2 to two win over Arizona last night. Big night for Mark Stone for the captain. Eight shots on goal. That is a season high. Uh, he scored on the power play off of a Petrangelo shot on the deflection. And he scored on the shorthanded goal last night where he just stuffed it into the net. Uh, let's start with Stone. He probably has been frustrated the past two games. He got stoned on a breakaway in the game last night. Again, pardon the pun. Uh, he also had a post on a power play in the second. And he missed an opportunity out of hat trick in the third. Yeah, I mean, Stone, he goes in waves like this, right? He goes in waves. There's times he's kind of unnoticeable for a long time on the ice, and then there's times when he just kind of explodes. And I guess maybe outside of Jack Eichel, Mark Stone does have a slight, I say slight because he's nowhere near Jack Eichel's skill level, but he does sometimes have the ability to take over a game and control things a little bit. So credit to Mark Stone, I think, uh, he might have made up his mind that uh, we're not losing another game at home, at least not on my watch. And, you know, Mark Stone was a term we use a lot, extremely noticeable last night. And, yeah, I mean, a post and and a stuff on a breakaway, fine, but at least he scored otherwise, unlike William Carlson, who just missed basically a gaping net the other night and didn't do anything else. There you go, Tony. See, I made you a – I'm sure that makes you happy to get that in this early this morning. But good game overall, solid game. It was the game that they needed. I didn't watch the game terribly closely. I caught highlights and I watched it on and off, but same vibe as the Arizona game. I went to a month, month and a half ago, however long ago it was where early on you're kind of watching you're like, okay, you're waiting for something to happen. You're waiting for VGK to make their move. And then you're asking yourself all these weird questions. Is Arizona playing decent? Is VGK not playing well? And you're trying to sort through all of this. Same thing last night, one or zero, zero through, you know, a long time uh, tied going to the third. And then VGK says, okay, we're going we're gonna to take care of things right now. Coyotes, worst special teams I've seen uh, by far. Their power play is absolutely awful. There's no spacing. They don't move the puck, of course, so it enables their opponents to step into the passing lane. And then uh, they, t- they just telegraph every single pass. It's just that the puck movement is very slow. Uh, four for their last 50 on the power play. Four for their past 50 on the power play. And it was so easy to just step into the passing lanes. And of course, uh, that's why VGK 
had breakouts shorthanded last night, but uh, this team, you know, just plays right into the hands of VGK in that game last night. Trying to pull up the special team stats. Um, VGK special teams is finally uh, making a run in a good place. I think they're top 10 now in power play. I haven't seen the PK side, but at least uh, the the power play side is starting to come together. And you can just see it in all the games where it is noticeable. And, you know, Arizona, they they are what they are. I mean, it's them and the Blackhawks. They, they both want Connor Bedard. And, um, you know, not because I'm a former Blackhawks, you know, season ticket holder, truther, big fan. That's not the reason why I only want him to go to Chicago. I don't think Connor Bedard should go to Arizona in that junk college arena. It's probably a, a very nice arena for a college team. It's a beautiful arena for a college team. But having, uh, you know, your your possible next coming of McDavid and Austin Matthews and those types of players playing in a, a place like that is not good for the NHL. So that's to your point about neither team wanting to win. And, yeah, it probably does go seven games, and they'd probably have to go to a shootout in a playoff uh, format to settle a victor between the Coyotes and the Blackhawks. <laughs> okay, from this point forward, VGK is going to strap on those gold buckets. I'm, I'm guessing that Let's was go. the difference last night. I, I just wonder, and I, I wish, uh, you know, I mean, I can't make all the games, obviously, but last night I would have been the reporter to ask the question, you know, hey, what's with the gold buckets? Was <laughs> this uh, was this in the works? Was this suggested? You know, and you probably get a car, you probably get a, a carbon answer. You know, they're going to be like, oh, we just do what we're told, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think the gold buckets were on the docket. I'm just totally guessing. Maybe there's something I missed in social that explained it. But I honestly think this was just a weird ploy to shake things up a little bit and mix it up. And I mean, what if it was Cassie that said, hey, let's get these gold buckets. Where are these things? Maybe maybe Cassie likes the gold buckets. How, how awesome would that be? That would be pretty funny. He'd be the only one. He'd be a field of one there. Hey, if they uh, keep winning, we love the gold buckets. They're great. So VGK Make dominate. gold buckets great again. <laughs> VGK dominates the, the first period, but no goals again, you know? Um, and they were just, oh, my goodness, what a great period. But it, no goals, no production. Uh, to me, it's only great if you're leading, if you're scoring goals in that first period. I don't know why it takes – so long for this team to wake up. They played the same team in the first period that they attacked in the third period of play, but they just try to turn it on whenever they feel like it. I don't know. What What do you sense there? I mean, process before results, I think, is something that you're hearing a lot of from Cassidy and the players, especially in the game on Monday I was at. They talked about all the chances they got. They talked about the breakaways they got. And you and I talked yesterday Yes, at times this does feel like DeBoer's Golden Knights where you have some lazy shots just being flicked in from the point instead of uh, traffic being there and things like that. And Miramanov's goal, that's a perfect example right there. Miramanov, he actually had Kessel who probably had a better shooting angle or at least less. there was more space between Kessel and a would-be defender if Miramanov would have gone one more pass with it but no he just he shot it got lucky got the deflection off the defenseman stick and the puck goes in the net and Bruce Cassidy was very positive about Miramanov after the game as far as him having an NHL shot and just the NHL skills if you will on the offensive side of the puck and in his words we're going to teach him how to play defense in this league so Cassidy is very high on Miramanov who is he's not a young rookie but he is essentially a rookie right now in the league and you know Cassidy we've we've mentioned in the past about how he is with the younger players he really seems to be having the right amount of patience 
and push with Miramanov right now. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on as the season progresses, especially as Theodore and or Zach Whitecloud come back into the fold. But back to your original question about what do you sense right now? Process before results, get those high danger scoring chances, because eventually it should even out. I mean, it doesn't have to, it's, you know, whatever, but eventually goals should go in. And you saw that in the third period where, there was that explosion. I don't think VGK really changed much throughout the game. They were patient. They, 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 they dictated the pace of play second period, five on five. They weren't as good, I would say, but generally speaking, they were in control for most of the game, even when it was zero, zero. And, you know, I'm sure at some point it's going to come up, but you know, Logan Thompson, that was um, not his best performance last night though. No, that's what I was going to ask you about. I know he let up a really bad goal he there. Like uh, the early goalie last night, but go ahead. You, you lead me in first. No, no, no. I was just, you can jump in there. <laughs> <laughs> you have the license, but, but he was not playing well. No, no, he did not play well. And luckily it was against Arizona because uh, that won't stand up if he were to play in the game, even against St. Louis coming up on Friday. On the first goal, if you watch him, and this is something I see so much in in the the lower level. And again, Logan Thompson is not a beer league goalie. Please don't say this to me, friends, if I'm coming across like this. But that's something that I see a lot in the beer leagues, where these goalies they have a hard time, you know, standing up and you know going from their pads to an upright position. And a lot of times, the second the puck comes across that blue line, these guys are literally on their knees waiting for the puck to come. And I get it at times it's easier to slide across and you kind of wait if you know there's a play coming. But Logan Thompson, for whatever reason, drops to his knees the second uh, whoever skated the puck. Okay, yeah, whoever skated the puck into the zone, the second he's at the faceoff circle, he's just on his knees going across. And when he came across to cover the short side where the goal eventually went in, you saw the gap there. Like it was just, it was a very strange moment. And, you know, Logan Thompson at times does remind us that he is still a quote unquote rookie in the league. He's a very good rookie. He's playing very well. And he gave VGK the chance to win the game last night. So, you know, goal achieved in that regard, but you know, I don't know. And then the second goal, Tony, yeah, Logan Thompson, he was in a weird position it was a weird play, but it was just like uh, the Jeff's, the Tage Thompson goal on Monday night where everyone's just kind of sitting around. You got players flopping like a fish. Alec Martinez was Alec Martinez. Oh my goodness. So it was Boyd who just fans on the shot. And why was he going? Why did he leave his feet there? Alec Martinez. I I couldn't understand that. It it was was a very odd thing to watch. That was strange, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be a question worth, uh, worth posing. And it was, me and the kids were going to be in the Red Rock area today, and I was just thinking to myself if I was able to get get to practice and possibly uh, <laughs> get some questions. They're off today, Tony. Set set some more trends, please. They're off, but they're off they today. They deserve they're to not... be off. They deserve to be off. They need a break. They do. They need to be on the ice. They need to be practicing. You want them out there every day. I do. Uh, I will do. carry a 10th goal last night of the season, and that is a career best. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but – did I see Cassidy shorten the lines and the shifts? And he also did some blenderizing. Is that a word? Yeah, I mean. Is that, know, that's a word, blenderizing? It, blenderizing, sure. So Chris just kind of peeked in here. I think Chris heard me say Red Rock earlier, so he's looking over. He's excited <laughs> to take a trip today. I, I didn't do anything. Okay, more Christmas perfect. lights, yeah. More Christmas lights for Chris? Maybe. We'll see. Oh, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Right. There he is. There he is. There he is. <laughs> There's Chris. Hey, Chris, you never noticed the reverse retro jersey behind you back there. 
Very oh, good. Um, all right, so there should be a black light over that thing. Oh, I should get a black light in here. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. All right. Um, so the question was about like blenderizing. I asked some blenderizing. So yeah, a couple things here about the lines. Um, <laughs> the first thing I when I was watching the highlights last night was I looked in. I said, why was why will Carrier get that goal with Stone and Stevenson out there? Because it looked like it wasn't like a line change situation. And then why did Amadio get the goal when when um, Carlson and Riley Smith was out there? So they were they were shuffling a little bit. I know March or so briefly went down the tunnel last night. You know, they're they're looking for things. <laughs> Chris heard me say someone got injured. He rolled his eyes. Um, he's OK, though, Chris. He came back. But, you know, there's they're trying a lot of things right now. And this is the type of thing that I really wish. You know, we talked about this early on, Tony, when this little funk there you go tony your terminology when this funk started was more shakeups and i even go back to the seattle game so they lost to philly that night terrible game and then seattle comes in the next night or was it the other way around either way that was the night where march is so was put up was put on the bench for a while they completely shook up the lines and they actually got a good response they tied the game up remember that yeah and then now the next night they come back and they stick with the lines the whole game so finally, I think Cassidy is saying, um, insert poor word here at blanket, and we're going to find a way to get the players out there that are going to get us those chances. Coming up next, uh, we're going to be talking about Michael Amadio's uh, contributions in the game last night. Uh, is he going to stay on that top line, even if Cotter comes back soon? We'll talk Cassidy about this. doesn't even know the answer to that right now, but go ahead. <laughs> we'll talk about this when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Little Chris, you should be reading this, man. I'm telling you, you've got a career in this. Uh, get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball to the National Hockey League. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts as well, you could even find those at bed online. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get all of your sports betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn a lot more. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas and thank you for making Locked On Golden Knights your first lesson every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. We have the biggest stories around the sporting world in 20 minutes or less. Plus all the instant reactions, all the game recaps, and Lockdown's take of the day. Free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like us right here at Lockdown Golden Knights. And go to our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. And hey, Tony, before, oh, so sorry. before Amadio, Chris is going to give us a tiny, quick look at standings. Oh, there you go. He counted us down. He counted you down. All right, Chris, go ahead. Really, you got about 30 seconds. Talk about the stand. Get closer. Get closer. At Boston's first, Vegas is second, surprisingly. Hurricanes are third, which I can't remember that. Um, New Jersey's fourth, surprisingly big time. Toronto's fifth. Dallas is sixth, our biggest enemy. Winnipeg Dallas seventh, is our biggest enemy. <laughs> besides Sharks. Um, Pittsburgh eighth. Tampa ninth. Rangers 10. Okay, now let's do the bottom. Do like the bottom five teams now. Bottom five teams? Here from that team right there. Go ahead. Vancouver. Right, Vancouver is 26. Mine's 19. 
Philadelphia is 27 minus 27. He's doing the goal differentials. <laughs> um, San Jose is 28th, but minus 24. Arizona, Arizona is 29th, minus 31. No they stink. No they one, stink. No one we won last night. Yeah, they stink. They um, stink, Tony said. <laughs> um, Columbus is 30th, minus 43. And then... um. Anaheim is is um 31. minus thirty one minus sixty two, um and Chicago is thirty second minus fifteen, and let's see I'm I'm gonna see how much big of a points difference Chicago has to Boston to Vegas okay. Chicago only has thirty one, da, 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 da. um <laughs> um we have thirty five. 35. Those are the games win. Those are games played. Oh. It's 47 here. I guess. Oh. It's 47 points versus Chicago having 18. Oh. Pretty big difference, buddy. Thanks, though, Thank Chris. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Very cool. Uh, I wanted to talk about Michael Amadio. Um, starting with the Islander game, uh, perhaps inserted into that top line. Um, again, he pushed uh, Kessel. Uh, back in the lineup uh, there and uh, finally rewarded with the goal last night. In fact, uh, Bruce Cassidy was very pleased that there were two deflected goals in the game, Stone and Amadio. Yeah, and Amadio, you know, this is a double-edged sword right now. Paul Cotter, Amadio, even Phil Kessel to a degree, they're becoming noticeable players on that top line. But what we really need to see as fans, as media, as insert, whatever the heck we are, we need to see one of these players take their whatever they're learning when they're playing on the top line and becoming those players that make those players around them on the third line better. And I think that's the ultimate goal here because Cotter at some point is going to come back. Does Cotter take that place back? Obviously, Jack Eichel, I think, is I think Jack Eichel and Paul Cotter are pretty close to coming back if they don't come end up coming back at the same time. That's the hope, at least. So when that happens, I mean, I don't think we're going to see Amadio on that top line, but hopefully Amadio can keep that noticeable role wherever in the lineup he goes. And yes, these injuries stink right now, but it's also a blessing in disguise. We're learning a lot more about these players and how much they've advanced in their career and things like that. And we're learning about, I mean, look at Will Carrier right now. And he's doing what he's doing, not even because of injuries, he's just excelling because of, you know, whatever is clicking in his head right now. But Amadio, I mean, healthy scratch, you know, he, he played what he, he was a healthy scratch to start the season. Paul Cotter had a good start. Paul Cotter gets taken out of the lineup. Amadio comes in and Amadio was possessed when he first came back into the lineup. And then he was up and down, up and down and things like that. But he's being right now a serviceable piece. And, you know, maybe it does seem like, our roster is a little bit deeper than we'd like to think right now, because at times these you know good things are happening with Eichel, with Theodore, with White Cloud, when Petrangelo was out and we can go on and on. Howden, we haven't seen him in a long time as well. That's a, an under the radar piece that we're missing as well right now. But credit Amadio for taking what's in front of him and becoming a noticeable player. I mean, noticeable, That's I think that's our theme word right now. It's only noticeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And we saw last night where Amadio set up Mark Stone on that uh, a couple of chances actually in the game and Monday, uh, yeah, and doing a great job really of setting him up. And he's buzzing around too, 
um, doing a good job on the forecheck, all of that. Um, keyed the breakout last night there on the shorthanded goal. Uh, and I think there was a deflection that went over the net. Uh, oh, so, that was so fun. That was, I, I saw that one live. That was awesome. Yeah, that was, I mean, he's doing a great job and just getting, he's in the right place at the right time. And, and that's what's happening. So, so Cassidy does like to go with a hot hand. That's why I just really do believe, uh, I believe Chris, big Chris, uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I seem to believe that he will stick with the Mario regardless. Perhaps Cotter goes, is sent back down for a moment there until Amadio, it's his job to lose there as far as being in that rotation, I think, every night now. Because, again, Cassidy does play the hot hand. A, a good question for whenever the next time I can make it back to a game would be is, and especially if you can talk to um, a Stone or a Stevenson or an Amadio for that matter, like how do they react to being in different spots in the lineup? Or when you're Stone and Stevenson, you're, you know you're going to be on that top line. What is it like when looks like, like a museum back there? Um, what is it like when you're you keep having players coming in and out? What is that? How do you adjust? And you know, is it is it a good thing? Does it keep you on your toes, or are, it does it get in your head and make you snake bitten? Um, you know, does it? Do you have to think about who you're out there with, or is it automatic no matter who is out there? And that's interesting. To, it'd be an interesting reaction to get, I guess. And again, I like what Cassidy's been doing. He's not sitting back with the lines anymore. He's making changes. We felt that he was going to be aggressive at times with lines and you know trying to find a way to get things to click. But then all of a sudden, there was a period where he didn't want to make those changes. So you know, I like what's happening and. You know, let's not get too excited. We beat the Coyotes last night. We're very positive right now, which is a good thing. We won the game we should have won. I thought they were going to lose. You thought they were going to win. So, you know, good on on VGK getting it done. We got St. Louis on Friday, who's not, you know, not a great team by any means. They've been doing a little bit better, I think, as of late. They actually won a few games. But, you know, again, they got to take care of business Friday night. End of story. And uh, that was the second goal of the season for Michael Amadio. And uh, coming up next, we're going to take a look at uh, whether or not VGK is out of the funk. Is that uh, over and done with? I didn't hear much about that funk word last night from uh, Coach Cassidy. And also, another term that's being thrown around is something that our guy Chris Golick brought up to the players the other night. And now everyone's talking in the VGK locker room about getting off of being snake bitten snake bitten the operative word talk more about that great job chris in the locker room the other night well more ahead right here on lockdown golden knights you're hanging out with some friends and you're putting back a few drinks a few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out think of calling for a ride right nah you live nearby you can make it home okay really no big deal what are the odds that you're going to get pulled over anyway and even so, what is the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, kill someone. It's very, very frustrating to see all these drunk drivers on the roads today. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel and under the influence. And that's why police officers are out there right now they are looking for impaired drivers, impaired drivers on all of our roadways. Please keep the roadways safe. They want to save lives. 
So if you think it's okay to drive after a few drinks, please think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead. Get a ride. It takes only one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. We just had a really bad accident here in Las Vegas over the past few days. So please, please, please do not drive drunk or impaired. Drive sober or get pulled over. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick in Las Vegas. And uh, a couple of things in this segment. Is VGK out of the funk? But more importantly, more importantly, you put something in the head of Chandler Stevenson the other night. And you asked, credit to you, because you have this recurring theme of asking players and Cassidy if this team is snake bitten. And so... Chandler Stevenson post game last night says, okay, first period, we're really good. 14 or 15 shots on goal, 15 blocks and have the coyotes on their heels, right? Gave momentum uh, again, uh, back and forth, had them uh, put them, uh, put the foot on the gas, so to speak there after that. And then uh, he said on Mark stone, he said, he's going to score. He's not going to be snake bitten forever. So that kind of swirled around the locker room there about being snake bitten. That's really cool. So here's, here's the audio. See how well you can get it here. Are you going to hold it up to your mic? The team is snake bitten right now. Uh, I guess a little bit. You could say that Um, last game. Do had a bunch of chances. Um, tonight so i think uh once bucks start going in and uh, we start getting some some bounces um i think that will uh change the the mood and uh, confidence so i mean that's you know there's the money shot right there for you there's a money shot for you right there but you know (laughs) point being is that it wasn't just the answer he gave and the fact that he acknowledged it it was the way it was like so Stevenson's a pretty confident dude. I don't think he's uncomfortable around the media. I've seen him a few times, but this was him in the interview. He's got the hat down, you know, kind of looking up while you're asking the questions and looking down while he's talking, you know, so he's not a very tall guy. Is he? No, he's a little guy. He's a little guy. He's definitely yeah. not a big guy. At least it looked but like you were I'm six two. So a lot of guys, yeah, are yeah, yeah. To me, but, Everyone's uh, <laughs> but you, know. you were looking down at him. Was, I think you intimidated him. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can see the confidence <laughs> at, at that time the confidence was just shaken. You know, the, the, the boys were shaken up right now and I can get it after a game like, like Monday nights, because they should have won that game. Even with the three Oh deficit, they should have won that game. Although the third period was a little, a little bit of fool man, fools, man, fools, fools, fools gold. There you go. Yeah. Whatever I'm trying to say there in the sense that I actually spelled this out for one of our, um one of our followers the other day. So they had a lot of strong chances in the third against Buffalo on Monday where, you know, it looked like, Hey, BGK found their groove. They're getting all these chances, <clears throat> but they were going against a team playing prevent defense where you keep ripping off those eight to 10 to 12 chunk play, 12 yard chunk plays. Cause they're giving you the middle of the field. They're giving, they just don't want to break. Right. And then Buffalo did somewhat at least batten down the hatches when VGK was close to scoring. Yeah. VGK did. They did pot two goals in the third, but they couldn't get, the tying goal they couldn't get the game to get him over the hump so you know monday's game fine maybe there's a little bit of momentum because of the third period but the fact that they executed in wednesday's game even after the rough start you know says something and the fact that they did explode now as chris mentioned i think arizona was the 31st 
ranked team or something like that. So, you know, it was a get right game. I mean, that was some, that's a term that I used so much early in the season. Now that I think about it, it's a get right game. It's a get right game, but how many get right games have the VGK had where they got wrong, they got crushed, you know, and it's, it's a very strange season right now. And I think we're now over the 500 watermark for the month of December. And again, I, this is now the third straight show. I'm going to say this. I think we both, were on the same mindset that they were about 500 in December with a healthy roster. It's not bad. It's something to build on because you know, there's going to be some corrections, you know, there's going to be some, some rough nets, some heavy ice, some bad puck luck. So, you know, maybe it's all kind of happening at once. The bad luck's happening at once. The injuries are happening at once. At the end of the day, we're learning that players like Amadio can succeed in a higher role. And just maybe this is what VGK needed to ground him a little bit. And at some point, they're going to turn it up. I don't know. Just throwing some ideas out there. Isn't it funny, though, that no one mentioned injuries last night when they're winning games? Come on. Like, no, and that and that's the thing. And It's kind of funny, though, that yeah. just, you know, that's been a crutch for this team. But they do have the roster to win. That's what we've been getting at here. No, no, no doubt. The, definitely the bet against Arizona. Definitely against all these lower-level teams. Against Buffalo. Against St. Louis. Against sure as heck Philadelphia and, you know, going to Columbus and barely scooting by like, you know, yeah, this is a, uh, even is as many injuries as there are now, this roster is a much different than last year, I guess, even by now, patch ready was hurt. Stone was hurt. And at this point they were doing just as well, maybe not as well, but they were still comfortably in the playoffs. I believe in December, things weren't, you know, that bad. I don't, they might not have been leading the division like they are, but at this point last season, yes, the injuries were noticeable, but I don't think there was that in anyone's mind they were going to miss the playoffs by this point. So, you know, year over year, we're in a better place, but we're not much different than where we were last year, just simply from a standings perspective and being comfortably in the playoffs. How many stories are we going to see today or read about this team no longer snake bitten? That's that's what I have to ask out there. You made a huge impact, though, because you put that into Chandler Stevenson's head. Yeah, maybe we are snake bitten. And then he says, well, Stone's not going to be snake bitten for very long. So that was great. Um, it wasn't. I wish I'd have been there for that one last night. I it would have like, been funny. Kind of, I would have been like, I would have given him the like that, you know, a little <laughs> wink, maybe. No, no, no. The hat's got to be down a little wink. Uh, but again, uh, VGK. Uh, credit to them in the game last night past couple of games they are getting behind the defenders they're doing a good job of doing that which Cassie mentioned straight. that was brought up in the, in the uh, Jesse I think brought that up yeah that was uh, definitely a good point by by Jesse on Monday and Cassidy backed that up right away yeah and so they're starting to play a little bit better but then again you know it just how much weight do we put onto a victory uh, are they out of the funk Listen, a, a win's a win, and a win against the Arizona Coyotes on December 21st is a win. It counts, and, you know, it, in, in our minds, it probably doesn't count as much as a loss would have as far as, you know, our mood of the show if they would have lost last night. And, you know, I did not want to come on and say, I told you so, I told you so after my prediction. I did not want to do that. I promise you I did not want to do that. Um, you should put some weight on it. it. It's a good win. I'm sure T-Mobile was a – fun environment last night it's always nice when you can coast through a third period like in the way that they did and you know the second period I mean again what's the mood like last night let's let's talk about this for a second 
zero zero through the first, but VGK looked good, but they couldn't get one in the net. We're still snake bitten. Finally, get a good goal to start the scoring in the second period, and then LT unfortunately uh, poor positioning gets him in a bad spot. And now we're tied right away. So you know that's in the players' heads. You know that is in their heads right away. But then the third period is what it is, and they just explode. So. You know, we should be happy about this. It's something that we should celebrate. It's the second win in, what, seven or eight games on home ice. Uh, the power play is excelling. Five on five, there's some work to be done. I haven't seen the PK stats, admittedly. I got to look at that at some point. But, yeah, we should be happy about the way things went last night. And if they can get it going, you know, going into the Christmas break on Friday against St. Louis, we should be in a good spot. Um It'd be really good to see, I mean, we've been dying for this, but we need a 60-minute dominating effort. I don't know if we have seen that since the Anaheim game back on Nevada Day. Mm -hmm. That's like the only game that I can recall where it was, you sit back with your feet up on, you know, over the person's shoulder in front of you, and you just enjoy the show, right? That was Mm -hmm. was the only game that was really like that, in my opinion. It was a 4-0 victory over Anaheim. And unfortunately, me and Chris had to leave early. That game, he wasn't feeling well. It was on a doubleheader, too. Doubleheader with the Silver Knights on Black Friday. That, that's what that was. It was Black Friday, not, not Nevada Day, Black Friday. So we need a game like that on Friday. We really do. But, you know, St. Louis is a team that's not afraid to muck it up a little bit or put us back in the funk. There you go. And, you know, who knows where we're going to get out Jordan Biddington. I mean, he's he's good for a shutout as much as he is for five goals, as much as he is for inciting a riot on Team Weiss. I would love to see that. I want someone to just sock that guy. He deserves it. Sometimes a bench-clearing brawl can turn a, turn a baseball t- season around for a team. <laughs> Aiden Hill, I guess, I suppose, 50-50 split now on Friday night. You know you're going to see, both, LT? You know you're gonna see both goalies next week when they come out of the Christmas break on a back-to-back, Tony, on the road. It's like a half hour apart from Anaheim to from the, the pond to ha- the Honda Center and the Honda West over to uh, – the crypto.com slash staples center slash whatever it's, it's going to be because it's, it's so not going to be crypto that much longer. I don't think I don't care the how schedule long the is rigged, is, man. It's, it's rigged. rigged. Honestly, I, I think it's Aiden Hill on Friday. I don't, I might be in the minority in that, but it's working right now. Um, I would like to see Aiden Hill on Friday. I'm not knocking LT just saying there's a little bit of a, to quote Darren Millard from the pregame the other day, there's a little bit of ham and eggs going on right now. And I'm okay with that. Okay, uh, I did put out a little poll there on Lockdown VGK the other day. Uh, what should the VGK do with Laurent Brossois? And the options were trade him, promote to VGK, keep in the AHL with HSK. And 42% of the fans, and we had a really good, pretty good reaction there, 42% of the fans said trade him. But it pretty much uh, divided uh Promote to VGK was second and then keep uh, down in the minor league with the farm team at 27%. But what are your thoughts about trading them after, uh, I guess it's after the 28th, I think, of this month when the trade freeze is over? Based on a conversation I had, I can, with someone, I I can tell you that Brassois wants to be up right now. He definitely wants to be up right now. And who doesn't want to be up? He is 
he is at the point where he any more AHL starts are doing nothing for him besides just kind of keeping him fresh. He's not developing anymore. He's not getting his um, his conditioning back. He he is ready to go. And like any goalie, you want to compete, right? This is what you're here for. And sure, he's enjoying uh, the fruits of uh, being in the AHL with a seven-figure contract, something a lot of players don't get. But he wants to be up. He wants to help this team win. I don't know if there's a spot for him right now with what's happening with LT and Aiden Hill. They're both playing fine. LT's struggling a bit, but you're not going to, you're not going to use my words carefully. You're not going to send LT down because of his play, but they could, given the fact that I believe LT is still on a two-way, they could send him down to get Brassois starts, do it on paper, whatever it works out to be where he never actually goes down there. They could do something like that, but you know, you go back to the original reason that Robin Leonard was acquired. There was concerns where if there was a playoff run and Marc-Andre Fleury went down, you know, what do you have behind you? You have Malcolm Subban. That's not going to cut it, unfortunately. So VGK now has this platoon with LT and Aiden Hill. If one of them go down and you don't have Brassois waiting for you, and one of them might go down, it's 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 injuries, It's it happens, it's part of the game, and sure as heck part of the VGK game with with our guys getting injured. Do you really want to have Petura or Hutchinson as our next man up and relying on LT or Aiden Hill getting 100% of the starts in the playoffs? And the answer, you know, the answer is, I don't think that's the right answer. And I think even into the playoffs, you could see a rotation of some sort, assuming things keep going the way they are between Aiden Hill and LT. But to answer the question, you know, I think we hold on to Brassois at least until two weeks before the deadline and you make that decision then, but I think you keep your security blanket because it's not hurting us financially. I think yeah. you keep the security blanket Yeah, and in the uh, off season, make a move. Yeah. They could definitely showcase him as you mentioned yesterday as well. Just bring him up for the one game. I think that they're going to do that uh, right after the new year. I, I have to believe that they're going to give him a spot start of sorts. And luckily knock on wood, both of the goalies, at least as much as we know are relatively healthy for the Vegas Golden Knights, although I think uh, LT took one off the noggin again last he night. He did, so. yeah. He was looking down, though, so he didn't catch it flush into him. He was actually looking down, so it was more – it still hurts, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it wasn't a flush, you know, headshot. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we're going to be discussing uh, – we'll have, of course, the preview for the VGK St. Louis game, and it's our WTF heading into the holiday season, so that could be a lot of fun. We thank you all for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen each and every day. Make sure to check out Lockdown Sports today. That's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. From my man, Chris Golick, no longer snakebitten. I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.